Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. Anticipation. That's what I'm going Yay, for. Yay, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tis the season for Rocky Horror Picture Show, and tis the season for spooks and scares and all of those little, you know, tingle up the spine, raise the hair on the back of your neck, all those sorts of scary feelings. It's Halloween week. Yeah, you run upstairs to get away from the bad guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hide it's in the totally basement. Don't go out here. the front door. Yeah, don't use the running car. Don't do that at all. Hide behind the chainsaws, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, commercials. Well, this is Justin Monorail. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I have my whole Monday Morning Monorail Podcast family here with me today. And let's start with the lady on my left. Scream at the monorail. Oh, wow. <laughs> Spooky name. <laughs> That's my Twitter handle right now. And then we're going to go with the ladies first approach and go with the younger lady. Nosferatu's sickly looking cousin. Okay. Wow. And then also we have uh, the bony man over here in the corner. Skeleton. Skeleton. <laughs> in full costume today is Garrett Monorail. Samantha Garrett. McKenna, right here in the room with me. But today is a very special episode of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast, being that it is Halloween. And we've been talking about it for a while, and because it's a unique episode, it requires a very special kind of introduction, and one that only Landon the Dawesdone could give us. Landon, welcome to the monorail. Hi, I'm the dude. I mean, I'm the Dawes. I mean, I'm Landon Doan, third time's a charm. Hi, and uh, that would make sense if Jay for you know, would be cool and record this uh, video wise because it being the Halloween episode, I thought I would put in some uh, extra work and I am dressed as the big Lebowski from the movie Iron Man. No, the big Lebowski, <laughs> even though he was an Iron Man. But uh, what the hey, guys? I mean, this is Halloween. Garrett, thankfully, uh, Mr. Bony Man over there, he at least participated. But the rest of y'all monorail human beings. I'm what do you mean? I'm a giant inflatable arm man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you are. I, did, I was too embarrassed to ask. <laughs> it's okay. Just ask next time. I'm dressed as an epic gamer. Oh, you're Garrett. 
I just said that because I wanted to see the reaction across the table, and I, I just got a blank stare. It wasn't very satisfying. And Lord I, in heaven, wow, I didn't know he had that many middle fingers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Skeletons have extra. I learned something new today. Well, I'm actually the broke 18-year-old in the room. Oh, that's <laughs> me. I have no money. Hey, if anyone wants to give me free money, I'll free take it. <laughs> wow, a couple of those are uh, oh. cut and kind of personal. Wow. And you know what? I think I can send you the contact information for a prince in Nigeria. Oh, perfect. Thank good. you. Well, uh, I, I actually heard uh, he is now stranded in space, so <laughs> we need to send him money in space <laughs> and get him back. Does he accept Bitcoin? Um, I would imagine so. I mean, he is in space, mm-hmm. so... Hey, what's that Facebook currency, currency that they're coming out with? Um, Facebook a currency. Joke. Yeah, there is one. We'll send him Facebook currency. Uh, maybe we can send him V-Bucks. Oh. Sorry, just being an epic gamer over here. That's- <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you got to get up and, and do that uh, floss. Oh, I can thing. floss. I'll floss right here in my chair. Here we go. All right. Anyway, what is today? Today is October the 28th. Which means it's National Tight End Day, so everybody, I'm going to show you nope, my tight end. Nope, nope, we're good. Spare us. <laughs> good thing I'm not recording the video for this one. No, it is, uh, again, it's Halloween week, and we've been talking about this for quite a while, kind of teasing that we, similar to last year, we wanted to do a special episode for Halloween. Last year, we featured one of our favorite attractions in all of the Walt Disney World Resort, which, of course, was the Haunted Mansion. I think that people enjoyed. Yes. We- Why am I doing this? We're not recording. Uh. <laughs> Landon was displaying his haunted mansion hatbox ghost ears. Very um, aggravated right now. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But I think that we had a really good time doing it. People enjoyed the show, and this year, because we are a Halloween family, we decided we need to do another special episode for Halloween. And so we're going to do that episode again. We're doing the haunted mansion all over again. No, what? Yep. I'm sorry, but today is actually a very important day. Today, is it Leif Erikson Day? No. Oh. That was a while ago. Oh. Today is the day that every time you see your shortest friend, you throw them. Oh. So, Garrett, watch out. Yeah, Garrett, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count. I'm not just your guys' friend. I'm your family. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of like we're at the Olive Garden right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll th- we'll do some Garrett tossing after the episode. But for now, the topic at hand is what ride or attraction did we decide to feature for this very special it's Halloween episode? It's the very opposite of your shortest friend. It's the opposite of your shortest friend. That's true. Okay. Because it, <laughs> why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> it looked like you had something to say. Nope, you not were, yet. You were very. You had like a thoughtful look on your face. I do have thoughts, but I'm okay. not going to. Do you? I'm thinking that McKenna said it's the opposite of your shortest friend because it's one of the tallest attractions in yes. Walt Disney World. In fact, it's the second tallest attraction in Walt Disney World. Do you know what the first is? Ooh, ooh, I do, I do, I do. Well, did you did you read it? No, no, I I remember this oh, okay. from uh, previous M three four. Let me let me just look around and see if anybody else. Hold knows. on, in Walt Disney World. Yes, Walt Disney not World. Land. Is it Walt Disney in World. Animal Kingdom? I don't feel like I can give you any hints. Expedition Everest. Yeah. Is that what you think? That's what I. think. What is it, Lena? It is Expedition it Everest. Is. Expedition the Disco Everest. Yeti stands at 199 feet tall and six inches, where the Tower of Terror is 199 feet tall even. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I was going to say Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it might not be the tallest structure, but it sure is the tallest ride in the laps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. Okay. But we are talking about the second tallest attraction, which is the Tower of Terror. And this is a very special attraction because Samantha Monorail, huge Twilight Zone fan. Yeah. And I think all of us could say, let's just say, let's ask the question. Is this one of your favorite rides in the Walt Disney World Resort? Um, yes. Yes, it yes. is Sam McKenna. I have ones I like more. That's fine, but I'm saying is it one of your favorites? I Let's enjoy talk about it. how about this question. Hollywood Studios, hashtag always MGM, is it the best ride in the park? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. This could change too, because what's your favorite ride in the Rock and Roller Coaster? Oh yeah, that's right. I knew that. What about you, Garrett? Same. Rock and roller coaster? Although Tower Terror is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a classic. Landon, what do you think? Tower Terror is the best ride in, in Hollywood. I think definitely the best ride in Hollywood Studios. It has not yet been supplanted by a Star Wars ride. No, I, the I Rise do, of the Resistance is coming, and, yeah. and, if, and if the hype is to be believed, it's supposed to be something special. Yeah. I mean, I love, I do love Smuggler's Run, but I wouldn't, I don't think I'd put it above Tower of Terror at this no, point. No, 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 no. Um, but Rise would, of the Resistance could be. Is it? Is it bad that I would? No, it's okay. Personal preference is all good. Because that is that is definitely not... I, I would definitely not go on Tower Terror instead of Smuggler's Run. Okay. What if you were going to be Engineer? Then Tower Terror. Yeah, see? That's what I thought. <laughs> 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 so, now, do you guys actually watch Twilight Zones? Yeah. I Have you mean, made me watch them? <laughs> yeah, I used to put them on and not turn them off. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you have a favorite Twilight Zone episode? I have one that scares me the most. I know which one it is. Yeah, the one with the dummy. Oh, where the dummy... Um, and the one with the doll that tries to kill the... Talking, talking Tina. Tina. I hate... And the dummy actually uh, turns the man who into was puppeteering the dummy, him. And then the, he puppeteers him. That's scary. Are you talking about Caesar? The little ventriloquist dummy, Caesar? Yes. I think so, yeah. Do you, do you know? Um, do you know something? You can actually see Caesar. No, I don't want to. Because he happens yep. to be at the unload zone... In the Tower of Terror. Have you never seen him? No, I'm trying to avoid looking for him. <laughs> he's in there. Yeah. Well, he's seen you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a scary thought. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Dad? I really like the episode where it's got the people that are uh, basically what we what we learn through the episode is they're in this space ship of some kind and they're traveling through space because their planet has been destroyed or they're trying to escape because something was happening to their planet. And we don't know where they're headed, and it turns out at the end, sorry, spoiler alert, that they're actually headed to Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, that was And then it was Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Yeah, that movie rocked. (laughs) I like that one where... I like that one where it's the people and they keep coming down to Earth, and... Well, no, they they came down to Earth, and then the rest of the astronauts were, like, disappearing... Mm, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that yeah, one. and they'd forget that there was the other astronauts there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those are good. What about you, Landon? Do you have a favorite, or do you? Watch uh, them? I don't have a favorite episode, but I do appreciate the Twilight Zone. I've seen random snippets and segments through. I think at one point it was on uh, Nick at Night. At one point, and then I've seen random clips through out you know the internet and stuff like that. But I don't have one episode that I'm like, boom, that's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I like of really to celebrate the entire catalog. There you go. You know. There you go. Yeah. What about Garrett? <clears throat> there's not a favorite one that I have. 
Yeah. Really. Was I don't there one that stood out to you? Only the one that uh, I read in class. We had like a, a one that was a book form thing. Mm. I have okay. so many that I love. I love the bewitching pool where the kids, their parents keep fighting and they go in the pool and then they end up um, end up at Auntie Mace and oh, she yeah. makes cookies and stuff and they end up living there eventually. And then I like the one where the man um, didn't have enough time to read and he got fired from oh, the yeah, bank. They break the and then somehow he got locked in the bank vault and he survived like a nuclear holocaust yeah. and got all this time to read but went crazy in the end. Well, his glasses broke. Yeah, glasses yeah he couldn't broke, see. So he that's couldn't right. Yeah. yeah. I love that one. Which was parodied by the Simpsons in a Treehouse of Horror yeah. episode. Yeah. I love the one where the guy kept gambling and the gambling machine starts like talking to him and he goes crazy. I like that one. What about the one where the lady's f- like fending off these aliens that are coming into her house, but at the end yes. it says America, yeah. or like USA yeah. on it? That one's awesome. She's in a house all by herself. Yeah, I remember that one. And it, it keeps making noise and she's going crazy. I also like the one where... <laughs> We're just basically going to tell you about every Twilight Zone episode. I like the one where they get stuck in the dollhouse and the kid is playing with them. And these two people, the couple, get stuck in a dollhouse. I could go on. Yes, I mean, you could. Wait, which one did you think scared me? The talking Tina. Yeah, I don't like Talking Tina. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the one I would think would scare you. It's I don't scary. like dolls. Dolls I, are unsettling. Just ask Annabelle. I feel like they should have a Talking <laughs> Tina in the ride because it is so scary. And she's like, I'm Talking Tina and I love you. I'd be like, oh God, she's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know who else loves Twilight Zone and has seen all of the episodes? No. The Imagineers who made this ride actually watched 165 episodes of Twilight Zone at least twice, some of them multiple times before they ever started designing the ride. Mom's got them beat. Yeah, she probably does have them beat. You could have helped design the ride, probably. Yeah, actually, our first year that Justin and I were dating, he bought me the entire series, and I love it. Yeah. Ah, true love. On VHS tape. No, it hasn't been that long. (laughs) (laughs) On Betamax. It was laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> laser disc would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but if they we, weren't like you know the size of a tire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we certainly wore out those DVDs, and then I think it was on Netflix for a while. Like the entire series was on Netflix, mm-hmm. so then yeah. we, then we didn't have to pull out the DVDs. Mom made us watch it all on Netflix. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Netflix was missing a few episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I has was anyone disappointed on this podcast today watched any of the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone? I watched the first one, and I was kind of disappointed. I've heard no, mixed I reviews. I liked it. I watched it, and I think he did a good job. Um, I haven't been able to see all of them, but I really want to. I like Jordan Peele, though. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's coming yeah. out with some crazy things, and I, I liked it a lot. I don't think people are saying he's the problem no. with, the, with the series. No, the writers, because the writers are very heavy on technology, and that's not what the Twilight Zone's about. Yeah, yeah we don't need another Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, Black, Black Mirror already Mirror. has that cornered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Black Mirror's got that on lockdown. Twilight Zone's always been much more about the psychological effect and and really kind of... Almost kind of borrows like a pulp feel uh, of like the that forties and fifties like sci-fi like monster alternate reality type thing. Almost playing on your 
deepest fears. Not oh, exactly. necessarily like like ooh, the iPhone is taking over. <laughs> like Well, that, I don't know. I haven't seen the new series, so so maybe. Like that one episode where the bridge breaks down and there's a bus full of people and they're looking for someone who's the alien, but it turns out that they're all the alien. <laughs> there's a, you've all that got them. That one that one reminds me of the one that I was talking about that I read in the book. It's um they saw like one of them says they saw an alien crash and in, into the planet and he said one of you is the alien. That's must and be. And then the all yeah. of them were the alien. Yeah. Oh, that happened uh, but on the Maple Street the aliens that, were yeah, up Yeah, but it was a different one. Yeah, were up there and they told somehow one person said that someone who lived on the street was an alien. Then the whole uh street turned against each yeah, other and that, that's how the aliens were taking over the world. And then they realized that the aliens they were looking for were the friends they made along the way. <laughs> Wait, no, I think that was a different episode. Not bad. I mean, if people don't love the Twilight Zone, it's because they haven't watched them. They, if you watch them, it's amazing. And you'll realize our movies nowadays are based, a lot of like psychological thriller, <laughs> scary movies are based off of these things that Rod Serling created. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it has inspired a lot of the current horror genre that we get today for sure and even outside of the horror genre i already made reference it's made uh it over to the simpsons and staying in the mac grading universe and futurama i mean there's the parody of the scary door which is the yeah. futurama version of the twilight zone and their episodes where they focus on exactly this type of stuff yeah. so awesome. this is this is a mo- uh, franchise that even though it had been dormant up until recently it's there if you pay attention to what Hollywood's cranking out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's very true. So, as I like to do... I'm going to try to get us back on track here. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> as I like to do with M34D, I like to start out by kind of just giving an overview of what the attraction is for those people who may not have ever had a chance to experience it for themselves in person. The theming of the ride is an old 1930s era Hollywood hotel. You look at it from the outside, it, it looks like an old, broken-down hotel that's been kind of abandoned for a long time. It's in disrepair. As you step in, you step into a lobby that looks like it's been untouched for about 70, 80 years now. Um, totally covered in cobwebs and dirt. Uh, things just left behind as if people had just disappeared. The pre-show takes you into the Twilight Zone itself, explaining that you're now part of this, of this particular special episode. And then the ride is... A combination dark ride, combination drop ride. Um, you actually move into some unique ride vehicles that um, I think they call them uh, AGVs. Isn't that what it was? I missed the acronym. I've got it somewhere in here. I'll find it later. But they're basically autonomous vehicles that go into what I would call they're the elevator shafts. Which were designed by Otis Elevator, by the way. Otis which I, Elevator? Which I, Otis is like a ma- major elevator company. And I just, it, it never occurred to me that they would have been involved in designing this ride. <laughs> I could have thought it was some guy named Otis. <laughs> Otis Elevator invented the elevator. My name is Otis. Otis Elevator. My game is elevators. <laughs> <laughs> I never even said it was a company. It all clicked. 
Ah, yes, Otis of the uh, of the uh, West Tennessee elevators. Y'all know him. <laughs> Otis well, elevator. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe there was ever actually an Otis elevator, but who knows? Um, but if you go into like most tall buildings, hotels, whatever it may be, you step in, you see Otis inside the elevator. It's it's one of the the major elevator creators. And I have noticed that. Yeah. And if I we're talking about Otis Elevator and other characters uh, with interesting names that came from this, I know we're jumping ahead, but like this just feels like the perfect opportunity to talk about the original cast member this attraction created. His name was L. E. Vader. <laughs> First name L, <laughs> middle initial E, last name Vader. Oh. L. E. Vader. He was related to Darth, huh? Uh, probably, yeah, probably Darth. No, spelled V-A-T-O-R, last name, not <laughs> Vader. Yeah. Vator. You said it like America. a Tennessee person. <laughs> L-E Vator. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think what's kind of interesting about these ride vehicles, I was trying to kind of describe, like, it's almost like a shell for, like, you can almost picture, like, a dumbwaiter kind of a construction that these vehicles kind of slide into to move up and down the shaft. And then once they get to the part where you actually travel into the fifth dimension and they do the kind of the dark ride piece of the ride, the, these vehicles roll off that little shelf and into the hallway, into the drop shaft, and then they enter another one of those dumbwaiter type constructions and lock in. And then that's what uh, pulls you up and down for the, the actual drop portion drop and also shoots you, it shoots you up and down. It's supposed to be like bouncing up and down, yeah, right? Yeah, it goes all over the place. Um, it used to be, when this ride originally opened, you went up to the top, you got the beautiful view of Hollywood Studios, hashtag always MGM, and then you dropped once. One time. And that's it. And that was it. And that was enough. Exit through the gift shop. It was still very good, but I don't know what year it changed, but at some point they decided to start randomizing the drop patterns, and now you get multiple dro drops i see a hand uh according to expedition theme park on youtube that change came in the fourth year of tower of terrors uh okay. operation so they did it in i guess for the fourth anniversary of the ride being open that's when it went to the uh fully like even the cast member didn't know what drop sequence the yeah. rider was going to get until it started yeah so the ride opened in 94 it actually just celebrated its 25th anniversary so it sounds like 98 or so right around yeah. there is when we went into the random drop pattern okay. um and i really do think that it's made the ride a lot more enjoyable oh yes yes vastly more so because yeah. it's uh in the fourth year where it changed up and did the random drops it got the tagline you'll never know which tear you're going to get and that's true. Like this is a this is an attraction you can ride a hundred times, and you're going to have. I'm not going to say a vastly different experience, but you're going to have a different experience probably more often than not. There was something that happened on a ride that I took recently, and I don't know if if I was by myself on this one or or if if any of you all were with me. But during the drop pattern, it actually stopped at one point, and then it projected the characters that um, get zapped by the lightning and disappeared, they were on the wall for a second doing the whole like beckoning you into the twilight zone. And then it went back into the drop pattern. I feel like what? I've seen that. I remember seeing that's that. only happened to me once that it did. That. I did not know that could happen. Yeah. Wow. I remember seeing that like two times. Well then, yeah, it's only for me. I've only seen it once. The rest of the time I have you go seen in, it never the rest wow. of the time you go in, you go up and down and up and down and then it's over. There's no like pause in the middle. Hey, remember these guys? And, yeah, it's weird. 
Yeah, that's never happened. I've seen them before I go yeah. into mm-hmm, yeah. the drops, but never like during. Yeah, it happened during wow. lunch. Yeah. It was very cool. I remember because I, I feel like it's over. It's like that's the end. And then they send you back up. Yep. And stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It was fun. It was exciting because I hadn't seen it before. So again, this I've ride been, rules. I've been riding it for all this time. And then it, that's the first time that it ever happened. And I was like, what? So, yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. So, do we know when Disney actually bought the Twilight Zone? They don't own the Twilight Zone. They just <laughs> they just have the rights to use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I never saw Mickey. This on is an one episode. of the things they haven't <laughs> they haven't actually purchased this yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you can count on one hand uh, those IPs in the parks now. <laughs> Which I mean, like, like we can get into this later uh, towards the end of the episode. Do you think the fact that Disney doesn't own that IP, do you think that bodes well for the future of this attraction? But we can get into that at the end. Y'all think about it. We yeah, call that a tease. In I the think business. that's something we should think about because I think that's going to be um, highly controversial when we start talking. Yeah. Uh huh. Because we've seen in other parks, specifically California Adventure, Twilight Zone didn't last, and now mm-hmm. that has become a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah. Which, by the way, people love. Mm-hmm. They love that ride, but I just wonder if people would be so welcoming. <laughs> To that change here on the East But we can Coast. talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it we'll later. We'll think about it later. Yeah. Exactly. I'm at the end of the now. episode. Yeah. You already got me going. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm just poking a hornet stick. Uh-huh. You, you really are. <laughs> it's a stick made of hornets. Y'all don't want that. <laughs> I didn't know what a hornet stick How was. How are you but... poking the hornet stick? Don't think about it too hard. It comes apart when you do. <laughs> It's a stick made of hornets. <laughs> stick made of hornets. <laughs> it's a hornet stick. It's a stick made of hornets. Exactly. Ah, yeah. I found the acronym. I said AGV. I was correct. Automated guided vehicle that Lucky goes you. into the elevator. Yeah. Um, every ride vehicle can hold 21 people. There's three rows, seven riders per row. The duration of the ride is three minutes and 34 seconds. To me, it always seems like it goes way too fast. I <laughs> wish it was a little longer, but three 334 is a good run time. Um, and what? Okay, let's do this. Over, under, on top speed. I'm going to give you a number. You tell me if it's higher or lower than that. Top speed of this ride is 45 miles per hour. Lower. Higher, I mean. Wait. McKenna's uh, saying did, higher. I, I think <laughs> she actually says both. I'll give you a number, actually. What do you think? 1,000 miles per hour. Okay, oh so Garrett's gosh. going higher. Sam? Um, Under. Landon, you probably know the answer. I do, so I'm going to say under. Okay. It is under. (laughs) Drop speed is 39 miles per hour. But one thing to point out about this, you know, you've ridden your your drop towers and your six flags of America. You know, your. Well, no, you have. I'm sure you have. I've not ridden a drop thing. Your Cedar Fair parks around the country, your Knott's Berry Farms, your your Bush Gardens and whatnot. Your Doctor Doom thing at Islands of Adventure. Exactly. Seriously, that's that's what you use for Doctor Doom. I saw that and I turned my whole group around. We weren't. We were not going near that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this ride is special because it's not just going to drop you. It actually pulls you down to give this effect of free fall and, and weightlessness. So you're dropping faster than the speed of gravity when you ride the Tower of Terror. My butt comes off of the seat. Wow! I know. <laughs> and and then I hold for a moment. And then I smack the chair again. <laughs> what if one day it just randomizes and drops you, like actually drops you, and that's the end of the sentence? 
Well, then like, uh, Disney doom? is going to be yeah. taken to court because a bunch of people just got murdered. Well, there are a lot of safety features on what these things. What if it's zero 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 zero? Okay, let's cut her mic. But yeah, going back to what Jay said, this is a very safety monitored attraction. The chains that pull the elevators up and down they get changed every year and checked uh several times throughout the year and did you know that if they find something wrong that those chains can be changed overnight that quick i didn't know that yeah they're i mean this is one of the things i always say to people who get nervous about like um well for example let's say the skyliner Disney doesn't tend to put people on attractions or rides that they think there's a chance that someone could get hurt on Justin's back on his soapbox. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So there are a lot. I mean, of course things happen. Is there a point zero 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 two infinity chance that something will happen? Yes. Yeah. But you know what? That chance That's of... The Tower of Terror just drops you. Yes. That, that little well, chance Well, you is, could also oh. step outside the front door right now and a satellite fall out of space and That's land on your so head. That's so cool. Just like Donnie Darko. Yeah. Can you imagine... The fast passes you would get if the Tower of Terror dropped you. Uh, uh, fast pass you to would, your funeral? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Fast You're going to go was... to that big Walt Disney World park in the sky. Yeah. As I was saying three times now. Um, now I don't remember. You guys are so mean. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Garrett, be quiet. Did you know that the Tower of Terror is located in two other parks around the world? It's actually in the Walt Disney Studios Park, which is in Paris. And there's one in Tokyo. And right? there's one in Tokyo. Correct. And they're, they're Twilight Zone themed? Well, one is not. Oh. The Tokyo one? It's the Tokyo one. Because of how their respect for the dead is? I think that's probably true. In- oh, okay. That makes sense. I've heard about that. Yeah, I think that's probably true. There, so there's some sensitivity. So do they have the haunted mansion? No, they have a different thing. Oh no, how sad for them! It's really oh, cool. It is really cool. I've seen it. Okay, but the grim grinning ghosts are pretty cool. Yeah, they ain't got them. Mm. No grim grinning ghost. Gotcha. Yeah, we talk about it. We always like to point out on uh, these ride and attraction reviews if something started in Walt Disney World and then was duplicated over to other parks, because typically what we've seen is a lot of what we have has come from Disneyland. Uh, But in this case, this is one thing that started here and moved all around the world. Born and raised. Yeah. For a little history lesson, another thing we always say on this program is that like good ideas never die at Disney. And this is an example of that, because what I read was that in the late 80s, they were planning a second phase of development for, uh, at the time, Euro Disney. And one of the things that they wanted to include was a freefall type ride in Frontierland that was going to be called Geyser Mountain. Well, of course, that got scrapped and just put away. And then as they were trying to think of like another kind of e-ticket ride to add to the Hollywood Studios, they were like, hey, maybe we make a, dark, uh, a drop ride like we were talking about for Disneyland Paris. And that's where the idea started. So, mm. But it wasn't always going to be the Twilight Zone. They actually, they actually looked through a few other ideas of theming. One of them was going to be a Dick Tracy-themed tower. 
which would have been very interesting. Yeah. And Hollywood um, Studio really tried to make Dick Tracy a thing. They at did. least it, it, at least in my childhood it seemed like that. Oh yeah, I I think that they really believed Dick Tracy was going to be like this smash hit that was just like a cultural phenomenon. And <laughs> it was a big movie, but I've never seen it. I haven't seen Me it either. either. You've never seen you ain't it? missing no. much. I like Dick Tracy. I think it's fun. All the all the character Al Pacino's character is great. Who played him? Who played Al Pacino? No, Al Pacino. Dick Whoa! Tracy. <laughs> Whoa, my microphone's coming in my lap. There we Look go. Out, your mic is about to run away. <laughs> I admit, who played Dick Tracy? That's a great uh, Warren question. Beatty. Warren Beatty. Don't say that word. Tracy Nailed played it. Dick Stop Tracy. Stop saying that word. <laughs> Dick Tracy was played by Dick Tracy. He was Richard. That was one of the ideas. Another was an Indiana Jones-themed attraction. Yeah, that'd be cool. The Twilight Zone's way cool. The Twilight Zone's way Cannot. cooler. But, but they, cool. Kenna, yeah. hold on. You you uh, misspoke. You meant to say, that would be cool, period. Th- that would be cool. No. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. No tone to it. Because yeah, that would be cool. Be. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, if but the made, Twilight Zone's cooler. I'd like to see yeah, what they would have uh, No, done. I think they should make... An Indiana Jones ride. With a drop ride, Indiana Jones ride, it would have been kind of interesting. Um, Though I am willing to speculate, even though it didn't end up being Indy, I'm willing to speculate. This is wild speculation. Uh, I'm willing to bet that some of those ideas that they had for the Indy drop ride ended up going into the Indiana Jones ride that opened at Disneyland. Disneyland, right. There's an Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland? Yeah, Yeah, it looks really cool. We've talked about this because... Because Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom is the same ride. It's the exact same track as the Indiana Jones oh. ride in Disneyland. They just themed it differently. But I like Dinosaur. But so Indi- the like Indiana Jones ride, people tend to say, is like it's one of the highest rated rides at Disneyland. People love it. Dinosaur gets very low ratings. It's really strange. Why? I love Because dinosaurs. People don't like the screeching noise at the end, probably. I don't know. The jerk is And that but goober. You're alive. I think everybody loves Indy is the thing. Some other ideas. Stephen King. <gasps> that would have been awesome. It was going to be like based on a Stephen King novel. Um, a Vincent Price ghost tour, which that would have been cool that, too. That would have been so fun. Yeah. And then the last, a Mel Brooks narrated ride, which I feel oh, like one of these that, things is not like the other. <laughs> well, no, there was a whole idea when they went to Mel Brooks because Mel Brooks and his son are giant fans of the Disney park and Eisner went to him that it was going to be a young Frankenstein mm. type ride and it was later going to be called the Hollywood Horror Hotel it was pretty much just monster movies as interpreted my, or by, by Mel, Mel Brooks. Brooks. Oh, okay. Well, pretty cool. That would have been amazing. All Unfortunately, right. Mel got bored because the process was slower than he would have liked and that's how that idea kind of deflated but oh. I mean it's like don't get me wrong I'm glad they landed on the uh, Twilight Zone but man that could have been fun that, Stephen King could have been board. cool Stephen King would have been cool too yeah mm-hmm, that would have been cool though I do have to wonder how heavy they would have gotten into the horror because yeah, we saw how it scary. went when uh, extraterrestrial yeah. opened and there were people it's like this is just straight up too scary but yeah, in my opinion changed. Hollywood Studios is an appropriate place for something like that yeah. fair enough fair the enough Magic and, and heck that's, that's why we ended up seeing the alien in the uh, in the great yeah, movie ride exactly that was that was the compromise yeah you're not selling kids on hey this is all fantasy fairy tale fun time for children when you go to Hollywood Studios it's it much, is true it's much more of a like a experience for kids and adults See, but Stephen King, see, this is where they can get in trouble because he is disgusting and gruesome <laughs> and has some really nasty crap that I don't want to read in his books. 
Then why are you reading them? Because they're so good. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. I mean, it almost sounds to me, though, when you talk about these, that they picked the right thing. I mean, Twilight Zone is is good. Yeah, all things considered, I'm pretty happy with what we have. But it just kind of gets the gears turning. Like, what, what would a, you know, a... One of these other ideas, Pennywise, like a Vincent Price Tower ghost tour. What a, yeah. A oh, man, that, that would be huge right now. So. Also, I'm willing to bet Disney would have tried to buy all the Stephen King stuff if Stephen King was in their park. So who's to know even if we would get any of the, you know, it movies that have come out recently? What if Disney straight up bought them out? Buy a book. Buy a book. Yeah, buy, they, a book they could, because they, that's something they've done in the past. Right? That's what, they I mean, Winnie the Pooh says what's up. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. You know, <laughs> a, a lot of the stories, Little Mermaid, a lot of these things are uh, stories that Disney just bought individually, so that certainly could have happened. Also, the Stephen biggest King issue if they went with Stephen King, not located in Maine, so it wouldn't Yeah, work. <laughs> right. Ha- Maine in the middle of the Hollywood uh, <laughs> era. Yeah, the Hollywood section of the park. Like, I don't know. The whole park is Hollywood. What am I talking about? Um, okay. So, yes, we ended up with, with Twilight Zone. And as we all have said, I think we landed in a good spot. Now, one problem with this was Rod Serling, of course, is a big part of the Twilight Zone experience. And at the time when they're developing the ride, Rod Serling had already passed away. Now, I want to say, when I experienced this ride back in the 90s, I feel like at some point we were told, and I, I think this was a message from Disney, that basically they had gone back and cut up audio from old Twilight Zone episodes to create the pre-show that you get in the library. So basically, you see Rod Serling, and I know that came from an episode. In fact, I've got that listed here in the notes. But What is it? This is the life or something? It's like this This is a good life or something? Yeah, some, something like that. Uh, it, it's a good life. It's a good life. That's that's where they take the video from. But I could have sworn that they also said that all of the audio is Rod Serling talking and they just took it from other episodes, except for the part where he talks about the elevator and that was voiced over. But now I'm reading stuff that basically says that they did an open audition to find a Rod Serling soundalike and he did the whole voiceover for the, the pre-show. I mean, I kind of do remember what you're talking about because growing up, I did think up, up until the points where it's, you know, talking about the Tower of Terror. Like, like I, I thought it was stuff taken from older episodes. But yeah. like you said, like in doing research for this, um, for this episode, they did talk about how they did a, a cast and they ended up getting Mark Silverman yeah. to do the Rod Sterling voice. Though with the blessing of Rod Sterling's widow, I think that's cool. But I, too, remember growing up hearing that they took audio from old episodes yeah, and, and splice them together. together. Yeah. yeah. That's cool that it was from It's a Good Life because that's the one where everyone in the town keeps saying, yeah, Billy, you done real good. It's good <laughs> what you did to that dog and you killed it. You know, sent it off oh to another. That one. That's that, that episode. episode. <gasps> yeah. And then Wait, he was getting rid of people. Bart yeah, because he could read their minds. He, yeah. He was like, I don't like what you're thinking right now. You know, they couldn't talk bad about him. They were like, you're real good, Billy. And they couldn't even think bad about him. I remember Also parodied on Simpson Treehouse of Seriously, oh. just just go watch Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zap well, people into the cornfield. You are now entering the scary door. <laughs> yes, that's what's up, Garrett. Uh, site clearing and prep began in early 1992, and here is a bad omen if you'd like to have one. As they started to build the Tower of Terror, a sinkhole opened up, 
and led to them relocating slightly where the tower was going to be. So yep. I like bad omens. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more fun. Yeah. <laughs> makes it a little spooky. So th- what you're talking about, McKenna, what if it just dropped you? What if a sinkhole just opened up underneath the tower? Oh my gosh, what if a sinkhole just opened up underneath the Tower of Terror? <laughs> I feel like your dad was on repeat just then. That would be the scariest <laughs> ride ever. Did I repeat myself? No, no because I echoed you. Oh, oh. I got you. I hey, what if, what if you're riding the Tower of Terror and a sinkhole opens up <laughs> while you're riding it? What if a crow flies into the open window and, and starts face. attacking people? Oh. And then you're Fabio. Oh yeah, was, my God, this is the Twilight Zone. I was thinking zone. about Fabio. That's, that's and Alfred I can't Hitchcock. believe it's not Fabio. Hey, wait. They could have done... Um, I feel like the crow that? would die. They could have done Vertigo. Well, the crow did Vertigo. die. He was, he was shot, yeah. unfortunately. A Vertigo drop tower. Mm-hmm. That would be I'm pretty cool. sure there are drop towers called Vertigo. But probably... Like, that has to exist. It has to exist, because that's awesome. Yeah. They could have had Alfred Hitchcock do it. Why not theme it after Con Air? Con Air? Whoa, that movie about me! Nicholas Cage, Cage and John Cusick. I yeah. got you a bunny. <laughs> I'm flying in a plane. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like that part where he goes, I got you a bunny. I got you a bunny. I think he was doing a Forrest Gump impression in that movie. Maybe I'm not very good at impressions, okay? That's, no, my no, that's what Nicholas Cage was doing. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He sounded like Forrest Gump in that movie. I don't know which came first. If I had to bet, I think Forrest Gump came out but first you... and Con Air later, but I can't remember exactly. Yeah, factually correct. Okay. Um... We know Disney's big on theming. We just talked about how Maine wouldn't no. fit in with a Hollywood park. But in this case, they went with Southern California for the style of this hotel so that it would fit in. And you can see that it was inspired by the likes of the Biltmore Hotel and also the Mission Inn, which are Southern California landmarks. Now, but there's one thing in particular I want to point out, point out about this. When you are in a certain area of a Disney park and you look around... There's not supposed to be any visual intrusion from other places so that it kind of takes you out of where you are, right? So if you're in Tomorrowland, you're not supposed to see a cowboy or something like that. Yeah. Um, basically, that's a bad example, but that's what I mean. If you're over, let's say you're it's over a- in Adventureland, you're not supposed to see a spaceship, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, in this case, the Tower of Terror is very tall, 199 feet, as we said. So and you a can, half. So you can see it. Right, no other thing. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> so you can see it from Epcot. But where do you see it? If you're standing in Morocco, you can see it. And so because they des- they they knew that this was going to happen, it was going to be a visual intrusion, they actually painted the tower to match with the colors of Morocco. Oh, so it blends in. That's clever. Yeah. yeah. So I've never noticed. One park to another. Yeah. We were just in Morocco not that long ago, and I didn't... I, well, I, I, I feel think, like I've noticed it I think it you can really see it if you're, like, backed up away. Like, say say you're on the future world side of the lagoon, and you look towards Morocco, uh, you can definitely see it. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so... But it is. It's part of... It's basically part of the Moroccan skyline. Who would have thought? It's cool. Yeah. We're starting to get away from this whole idea of visual intrusion, because it's happening all over the place now. Yeah. But back in those <laughs> days, they actually cared about it. Yeah, it's so neat when you're in Batu and you're like, ah, oh, sweet, there's a giant Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Slinky Dog. Yeah, I enjoy seeing, seeing Slinky Dog from the Smuggler's Run queue. That's yeah, my right. favorite. <laughs> the, the thing about it is with Star Wars, though, you can always say, oh, it's a, you know, it's another, it's an alien or something. Like, that is true. And I mean, Buzz Lightyear, he's a space dude. So, yeah. you know. Giant space dog. Watch out. Watch I mean, out. in episode 10, Attack of the Space Dog. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. I wanted to give you some Twilight Zone references uh, that you can see if you visit the Hollywood Tower of Terror in Orlando. The first, when you're in the library, you can find the Mystic Seer machine from the episode Nick of Time, and it's near the television. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm looking at Sam. She's our Twilight Zone expert here. Uh, I, I don't know. Can't you see the glasses? That The broken glasses? Yeah. I think that might be true. We'll, we'll get to that in just I a second. I feel like I've seen them. The, another thing you can find is a book titled To Serve Man. I know you know that one. That's in the library. I know that one. Oh, man. Nick of Time was a good one. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in the boiler room, there are chalk marks on the walls of the waiting area that leads from the... Um, oh, this is saying chalk marks. I thought this was in the boiler room. I said it wrong. Sorry. Chalk marks can be seen on one of the walls of the waiting area that leads from the elevator unload, a reference to the little lost girl. Little girl lost. I'm saying everything wrong. It's okay. Oh, okay. This is saying in Walt Disney Studios, this can be found in Walt Disney Studios, which is the one in uh, Disneyland Paris. This can be found in the upper level of the boiler room, boiler room. So that's where I got confused there. The slot machine from the episode The Fever is seen in the unload area. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. The ventriloquist dummy Caesar, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. An unload area. Uh, from the episode The Invaders. Oh, that one's a really good one, too. Yeah. Character, are characters really are found on display too. in both libraries. They also present uh, in Walt, du- Walt Disney Studios Park. An envelope with the name Rod Serling can be found on, in one of the libraries. Yeah. As well as another envelope with the name Victoria West, a reference to the episode A World of His Own. A poster advertising Anthony Fremont's orchestra is displayed next to the concierge desk in the lobby. And that was a young boy with godlike powers from It's a Good Life. Oh, yeah. That got that kid, Billy. Yeah. Um, he had a bad attitude. And, you know, there's several other things. I wanted to point out. you know. <laughs> if you notice, there's a felt letter board with the hotel's directory for amenities. If you look down, there's like some letters that are missing from the, the letter board. And if you look down inside the case, the letters have fallen down on the, like to the bottom, to the base of it. And it spells you are doomed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. That's pretty fun. And I wanted to mention too, did you know that this ride inspired a television movie starring Steve Gutenberg? Did you and Kirsten Dunst, and right? Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. I've never seen it. But it was absolutely based on the Don't. ride. Don't. That would be my recommendation. Don't. <laughs> but it was absolutely based on the ride and it was partially filmed in MGM Studios. What's it called? The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should look it's it up. Thing. We need to find nope. it. No, you really don't. <laughs> it's kind of like The Ring, but, you know, not nearly murderous. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Here are some fun facts. Are you ready to preside over these fun facts, Judge Landon? Yeah, I still don't got a gavel, and my knuckles are just uh, on the men, so we'll, we'll, okay. we'll see how this works. Just don't hammer too hard with those knuckles. I try not to get too hammered. The story, I got work in the morning. The storyline of the attraction sets the date as Halloween night, October 31st, 1939. That is indeed a fun fact. Spooky. Please proceed. Okay. The building... I don't like this one. I'm not even going to say it. Wait. I'll say it. The building features 27,000 roof tiles. Okay. Hey, I, like I am that. a fan of the number 27,000, so I am indeed deeming that a fun fact. I okay. like that fact. The outdoor queue area features the songs Inside by Fats Waller and Mood Indigo by Duke Ellington. 
Uh, as somebody who is a little on the heavier side, I feel personally attacked by that first name, so I am deeming that not a fun fact. <laughs> I do Can't want be to body shaming people. I do want to point out, we haven't really talked about it much, but the outdoor queue, um, the theming is supposed to be inspired by Griffin, Griffith Park and Elysian Park in California, and... I love that it feels like it's this overgrown, like, courtyard of a hotel. Um, the the spooky, echoey jazz music playing over the loudspeaker. Just, just the theming is so great, even before you get into the building. It's um, about the only place you can find shade in Hollywood <laughs> Studios. Oh, my God. However, we might be making a video there. you still have to get in the line and wait. And if you're doing a fast pass, you don't get that shade. You can't you just people. go and relax in line. My, my question to to all the Hollywood Studios fans out there, yes. where is the shade? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but we're throwing it right now, Garrett. <laughs> throwing shade. That's another podcast. Um, the lobby of the Hollywood Tower Hotel was outfitted with antiques and furniture purchased at Los Angeles area auction houses. That's I am cool. indeed uh, deeming that a fun fact because I'm going to piggyback on that. According to Expedition Theme Park on YouTube, they have a 16th century chair and desk combo that, according to antiquers, is deemed priceless. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, I mean, next time you're in the lobby of that queue, pay attention to some of the stuff in there because that is legit antiques in there. I bet they're so like, cool. no one can touch this. Kind of like, yeah, yeah pretty it, much. I it blocked off really well. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. Some of the sculptures featured in the lobby are the work of the 19th century sculptor Auguste Moreau. I hate that sculptor. That's pretty. I'm deeming that fun just because I like the way you pronounced his name. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm. I don't either, but it sure sounded fun. A copy of four pages of hilarious star caricatures by Walt Disney is featured in Photoplay magazine on the lobby's concierge desk. I am also deeming that fun because in my notes, I had that also another shout out to Disney at one point in the lobby. You can look and find some sheet music for Disney songs under a trumpet. So there you go. Ah, fun fact. That is fun. Do you consider this a hidden Mickey? The young girl who disappears in the elevator carries a Mickey Mouse doll. I'll, I'll go borderline hidden Mickey, but I mean, uh, hey, that Mickey Mouse doll, I just want to remind everybody, this attraction exits through the gift shop, so be <laughs> sure and uh, buy some stuff on the way out. Yeah. Um, and let's see if I have anything else. Uh, the attraction's fifth dimension scene was inspired in part by the Little Girl Lost episode of The Twilight Zone. So... That's what I have. Those are the fun facts. Wait, was that the episode where she gets stuck in the walls and then it's another dimension because there was like a portal on in the wall? I'm looking at our expert. Yeah, that's whenever she gets stuck in the walls. Yeah. That's yeah. what McKenna said. Yes. Yeah, you're right, McKenna. Thank you. I know. Also another episode of The Simpsons Treehouse of Terror. There is a... Seriously, just go watch The Simpsons. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> go watch It's now owned by Disney. Uh, streaming on uh, Disney Plus starting yeah. November 12th. Disney, give us money. There is a, a movie that came out called The Little Lost Girl, and I've never seen it. And I was like, I've mm. never seen that before. Landon, mm. you're a fake fan. You said Treehouse of Terror. Well, you know what? You're a fake skeleton. I haven't pointed that out <laughs> once. Wow. Shots uh-huh, fired. You want to do something? That was that was unnecessary, Landon. <laughs> hey, don't start none. There won't be none. Aren't we all re- like truly real skeletons? No, we are brains. We're just brains? Okay. McKenna's opinion. Well, I'm, I'm a real skeleton. You're wearing a real skeleton around your brain? I'm wearing two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... 
we've exhausted the fact sheets. We've exhausted the notes. At this point, I guess I want to just kind of ask. ask One more thing. One more thing. I found out something. uh, It's one of these uh, Walt Disney myths. You know how there is a functioning hotel room in Cinderella's castle? You know, you have to be like like the president of Uzbekistan or something to stay there. But Mm -hmm. it's there. Mm -hmm. There is some belief that people think there is a functioning hotel in the Tower of Terror. That is indeed not true. Oh, yeah. So, myth busted. Yeah, because isn't the big tower part, like, where the elevator is? Mm -hmm. There would be no room for it. Yeah. Yeah. In in the video I've referenced a couple times, Expedition Theme Park, uh, they talk about how inside the ride itself, there's room for a, like, cast member, like, hangout area, but past that, everything else is just ride. Yeah. And gift shop. I mean, I Of course, and the gift shop. There would be an, a lot of room taken up by that ride. It's got to have a lot of technical stuff. Mm-hmm. It is highly technical. Highly and speaking of the gift shop, at one point there was talk of putting a bar in that area as you exit through the gift shop. There in the uh, photo claim area, because, you know, off to the left, there is that whole yep. like counter bar area with nothing. Yep. At one point, that was going to be a bar. They should have done that. Well, I feel like now they should, especially because now your photos and videos go directly to your My Disney experience. Exactly. So yeah. That's yeah. The use- photo and video thing is completely now. useless at this point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So why not? That'd be pretty sweet. And they could play the videos that have just happened for the riders, like on screen. That would be so cool. Disney, are you listening? We're trying to make you money. Yeah. Save the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Save the Muppets. <laughs> but, but for real, like that would be a really good idea. Um, obviously, I would be down for some Tower of Terror themed drinks. And sometimes maybe you need a drink after you step off they that, They could right? name them after the episode. They could name them after the episodes, for sure. Oh, my God. Seriously, Disney, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. We imagineer so many things for them. Yeah. It's going to happen because they listen to this podcast. Oh, we know they there do. There could be one yeah. called like Lightning Strike or something based on the on the ride. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like a like a flight of shots or something. Dang Garrett over there. Good job. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Otis Elevator could be the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We invented the elevator. If, if the bartender huh? was like... I'm I'm Otis Ele- Elevator. What can I get for you? <laughs> that, yep, that's 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 my family's elevator. <laughs> Been in the family business for years. If they do this, I'm gonna be like, oh, hands down, they listen to us. This is a <laughs> also, great copyright, idea. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, <laughs> I bet people would be mad though because they're they're changing something. I don't think people would be mad about I, that because it is change. useless space. Oh, you're t- are you being frank right now? Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty good frank impression. No, it wasn't a, a frank impression, but uh, it was definitely based on his attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, McKenna. Okay, you're number one. So. I just looked up who invented the elevator. Yeah. His name is not Otis Elevator, but his name is Alicia Graves Otis. <gasps> his name is Alicia? Or maybe, Alicia. I, yeah, his name's Alicia. Oh, Elisha. Elisha. Elisha's a girl's that's name. A, it's, that's Elisha. <laughs> well, I've never heard Elisha of a boy called Elisha. Graves. What? Elisha Graves Can Otis. I, you, you've yeah. never heard of someone named Elisha? No. Wow. That's the first time I've heard of this name. Alicia. Jane and a girl. <laughs> Girls I know, I know and his name was Alicia. I know like six people <laughs> named Elisha. Elijah or Elisha? Elisha. This is Elisha. Yeah. And who's on first? And he was a, a bearded, and in, 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 from what I could tell, he had a funny caricature drawn of him. Like McKenna. Well, his name was Elijah. <laughs> Elisha? Elisha. His Here name is, was Elijah Cuthbert. Here is him. 
representing the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on he's on a platform and he's doing the your standard presentation movements. Yes. Hands to the side. Here is my elevator. And there's a guy with his hand up going. Whoa. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Very that's this is a wet. visual part of the podcast. I hope you all really enjoy. Yes. <laughs> and then he's I'm going to put on all sorts so, of funny hats. Look at these. Before we get into the possible retheming, eventual retheming of the Tower of Terror, let me ask this question of everybody. What's your favorite part of the ride, McKenna? Uh, The giant eyeball. Very cool. cool. Yeah. And it like, it blinks. It does. Very cool. Garrett, what's your favorite part? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song. That's the song that they play when you're you. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was that Inception horn thing. Um, <laughs> the butter. I like the part where, where you're on the elevator and it goes around the, the track thing and then it goes up and down. And it- <laughs> so the ride. The ride. Yeah. <laughs> Sam? Um, I, I like like when everything turns to stars. Oh know? yeah, that's cool. I think that's the lightning neat. strikes the hallway and it disappears. That's yeah. a pretty cool effect. Yeah. yeah, definitely inspired or using some of the techniques they use in the haunted mansion for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. My least favorite part is when the door breaks. I that scares me every time. It goes. Yep. I like it, Landon. Uh, my favorite part of the ride is when you go into the shaft and your and your cart is stopped. And you know what's about to come <laughs> next, but you're waiting. And then it just goes. That's yeah. my favorite part. It's like, you know what's coming, but you don't know when. I love that part. I, I also like when you're like in the hotel going through. Yeah, the queue is really great. I like, on the, the, ride. Oh, I like the vehicle. Oh, the boiler room area? No, when you're on the ride and it's going through the first little part and you're like in the hotel. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that part. I like the vehicle that you ride in. I think it's really cool. It is cool. It's yeah. unique. I agree. I agree with all of these. What's yours, Dad? I didn't want to answer because it's answer. too hard. I like I like all of it. Um, you always exclude yourself from these out. questions. I'm not going to ask myself. Cop out answer. No. Okay, then I'll ask you. you what's you your favorite part, Ding Dong? <laughs> into choosing a part. <laughs> Got him. You're lazy. I really do enjoy... When the elevator leaves the initial shaft and starts kind of moving through the dark hallway, and you see all the spooky ghosts around you, and I just think I, I just think it's cool because it's a very unique experience. This is something you don't get to get in anywhere else, any other drop ride in the world. And uh, I like when Disney pushes the envelope on technology and ride vehicles, so that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What is I'm, that movement? I'm the ghost. Oh, you're beckoning me. <laughs> it's a weird way to do it. Uh, <laughs> A weird yeah, I movement. Think, I do think it's cool that Disney does so many things that other places don't like. It has a lot of unique things. Yeah. I'm going to ask the question now. Let us for a moment imagine that at some point Disney decides to relinquish the the connection of the Twilight Zone to the Tower of Terror because maybe this agreement probably wasn't in perpetuity. They're going to have to consider renewing it. And we know that the current direction of the big bosses here at Disney right now, the the ones in charge is to connect it with something Disney. Money connect maker. rides, develop things with Disney properties. So first of all, what would your reaction be if, you know, that the news came out that the Twilight Zone theming was going to be going away? And w- what could they possibly tie it to that would make you okay with the change? That's a question. Angry Stephen King. Well, that's not a Disney property. Well, maybe it could be. <laughs> yeah. Lena, what do you think? 
I mean, I would, I would be very disappointed if the Twilight Zone theming was to be taken off the Tower of Terror because even though it does tell once you get on the ride a somewhat original story, it's it's everything that comes before you get on the ride that re- I think makes it feel special. It's it's the theming and and the music. Garrett uh, talked about it earlier. It like like just when you hear that Twilight Zone theme, it's like all right, here we go. You know what you're in for, and it's like as opposed to what you would replace it with. Yeah, is there anything? I mean, I mean, Disney did just purchase all of the all of the Fox Studio movies. Maybe, maybe you could finally get that Alien movie you uh, uh, or Alien ride Michael Eisner wanted back in the day. I mean, I don't know if if you wanted to take away the Twilight Zone and replace it with another horror property owned by Disney. Alien. I mean, yeah, you could do worse. I guess I don't know. (laughs) Maybe question mark. I think it would likely, I'm just going to jump in and give you my opinion. I think that if it were to happen, first of all, I would be very sad. But if it were to happen, I think we would be going in the direction of Marvel theming in some way. I don't know that it'd be Guardians of the Galaxy. Cause because doing, cause we already have the yeah. one coming to Epcot. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, but I, it could be maybe a Spider-Man ride or something. I don't know. That'd they, be cool. But that I would be like cool. They would have to do a little bit of, of the universal thing there where they would have to have like a screen on the ride. He like catches you and pulls you back up. And they probably That'd couldn't be cool. because Universal has a Spider-Man ride. Yeah. At some point, those contracts yeah. have to come up. Yeah. Disney has all the money. If they wanted to make something happen, I think they could make Universal uh, hey, except, a deal. Wait. Actually, they got Spider-Man back. They're making a third one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, he's still not a Marvel property, technically, or a Disney property, but they're still working with them, working with Sony. So I'm going to ask Sam now because I think this is going to be tough for her to swallow. She doesn't even want to consider it. Well, I feel that this conversation is completely unacceptable. (laughs) And um, the Twilight Zone is amazing. The, The shows are awesome. And to get rid of that would be... Um, getting rid of a classic, and what? I don't ever want anyone to forget how amazing the Twilight <laughs> Zone is. And it, we're I, not getting rid know. of. I mean, they're not getting rid of Twilight Zone. They're getting rid of. It the doesn't Tower matter. Of it doesn't matter. All these little Disney kids need to know that there's a show called The Twilight Zone, and they need to watch it and appreciate it because that was a game changer for the time that those shows came out. Rob Serling was an innovator. He's like Walt Disney. I didn't want to watch it when I was little because it was scary. For scary stuff. That's a really good analogy. And so you can't get rid of that. I mean, it'd be like getting rid of Walt from the park. Mm. By the way, I don't think there's anything acceptable to replace (laughs) it with either. It slowly Um, feels like they are getting rid of Walt from the park, though, to be controversial. To so. be controversial. I've never heard that one. Yeah, well, they cut that crap. Did you say what you All would right. think? I would not. I did not because you guys like skipping over me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Garrett. Jeez, you're in a mood today. Yeah, what's up? I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Marvel or Simpsons? Or like something Oh, else. yeah, it was Simpsons. That's what I thought. <clears throat> I was going to say uh, it would be cool if they made a Treehouse of Horror thing. Yeah. <laughs> since they own Simpsons now. That could be cool. <laughs> I know we've referenced it so much in this episode, so it seems like that would be like a natural fit. Well, they could keep it the Twilight yeah, Zone, but make it tr- Simpsons Treehouse of, of of Horror. As long as Rob Serling still gets to be the introductory thing and whatever, you walk into the holding area and you watch the TV. Eh, 
the TV no, show Simpsons. I don't like this idea at all. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should retheme all of uh, Sunset Boulevard. That would, can be the new Springfield. It would just be the scary door. Mm. They, they would have to be the scary door. I don't know. This is hard. Okay, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not. It would be the scary change. door you don't tower of spooks. <laughs> Are you saying you don't like change? I do like change on other things, but I don't want this one to change. Hmm. Well, it just might happen. Too bad. Breaking news. Now she has a bias because she doesn't like the other Simpsons ride and Universal. Yeah. It's not a great uh, ride if we're being completely honest. Excuse me. I love that ride. It makes you Okay, sick. that's fine. You can have your opinion. Ugh, I, I never felt so sick in all my life. I mean, I got off of that ride and I was like, okay, okay. I was trying to like steady my breathing. I thought I was going to throw up. Well, anything we want to say before we wrap it up? Just that we love the Tower of Terror. Drink calcium. Drink you, you gotta calcium. Have, you got to have, you got to take your calcium daily. Okay, what, but what about on the topic of the Tower of Terror? Nothing? Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really enjoy this ride. It is a top five attraction for me across all the Walt Disney World properties. Uh, I said it earlier in this episode, it's still my favorite ride in all of Hollywood studio. Uh, I guess Rise of the Resistance pending. But uh, to me, like like Tower of Terror, that's vintage Disney for me, even though it wasn't something that was made, you know, when these parks first opened. But when I think of Walt Disney World, Tower of Terror is going to be towards the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you might remember when we did our little fantasy draft of the the rides that we liked the most. Oh, the draft that I won? Yeah, well, no. Um, <laughs> but I, I gave a speech on how important this ride is. You did. It's my favorite ride. I love it. Don't change it. You can change other things, just not this. Um, but yeah, I, I really love the Twilight Zone. I think I've said it before. I can't. It's it's crazy to me to think that it wasn't like a day one MGM attraction. Like when I think of Hollywood Studios, when I think of MGM, I just think of the Tower of Terror. I think of it, even though I was a big fan of the Earful Tower and I'm sad that it's gone. I'm a fan of the Chinese Theater. I think of the Tower of Terror as being the icon for Hollywood Studios. Yep. And, and, um, and I, I always will think of it that way. Not the magic hat. I'm glad that thing's gone. I liked it. I know you liked it. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool, too. I would have been okay if they had just moved it outside the park. It didn't need to be sitting where oh it was gosh. sitting. Oh, my gosh. Whatever. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that I, I feel like I'm, you know, kind of sad that we can't experience anymore in the studios. But it, it, this is one of those things that if they change the theming, I would be sad. I just hope that it doesn't drastically change or go away because like I think that it princess. is. princess drop tower that doesn't make any sense rapunzel's tower yeah oh no don't throw that no tangled it's, it's gonna be tangled yeah tangled tower yeah. hey or, um, gotta get up to get, to get to get tower hair. of tangled they don't have to really change the like the branding very much oh, it it's still awful. t.o.t baby <laughs> i think we've i think we've i think we've cracked it no, it's gonna be tower of tangled at the end of it you're swinging on rapunzel's hair Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway Part 2. Yeah. The but, Tower. But yes, we love the Tower of Terror. Yeah. And here's long live Tower of Terror. Here's to many more years of Twilight Zone connection. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. 
Thanks so much for riding along with us and reminiscing and enjoying and appreciating the Tower of Terror. Yeah, now I want to watch all the Twilight Zones again, children. <laughs> and I want to go to the parks and ride the Tower of Terror. <laughs> but uh, you can interact with us all week long. And how do you do that, I'll ask you. Well, first, wait a minute. I'm, I'm stealing some thunder here. I didn't give a chance for Landon to do his plugs, and I was getting into the closing without doing that. Shame yeah. on me. Landon, <laughs> I think people want to know how they can interact with you. Let's tell them how to do it. Uh, that'd be L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan, not the rest. If you can follow me on Twitter, 280 characters at a time. Also on our website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. <laughs> It's Rod, Get Rod Turley. Oh, is that what? Okay, all right, neat. Uh, that's where you can oh. find podcasts such as uh, Game of Thrones Talk, a.k.a. Got Talk, the R&D Project, uh, Near Fall Radio, if you're a fan of the sweet science of professional wrestling. But in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search for all three of those terms in the podcast area because they're there. And be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. Well, I guess that'll be it for Landon's plugs today. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into ours. We're at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail podcast um, on pretty much everything else. Just and I'm also on the Phil oh. Show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the News Talk app. Uh, search that in the iTunes store and the Google Play store as well. He got me. <laughs> He got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for not wearing a costume, you ding dong. <laughs> well, just go to our website. This is going to be where you can find everything you need. MondayMorningMonorailPodcast.com. That'll give you links to all of our other stuff, including our merch store, including our YouTube, everything you need. Just go there. And I think that's it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Have a safe one. Enjoy it. Get out there and get some candy or... You'll get toilet papered. And, and one, yeah. one more thing. Happy 10-year anniversary to my husband, Aww. Justin. Aww. Only him, not you. And to you. And yeah. to us. Well, okay. Happy anniversary to me as well. And to <laughs> the family. Job, you did it. And our family. Our, it, it is true. Our, our anniversary is Halloween, and it is our 10-year this year. So Yep. Yeah. We've, we, di we did it. We did it. Yeah. See, look at that marriage. It's not so scary. Yeah. Put in, put in, some, put in some skeleton noises here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all next week. I hope you have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Boo to you. Oh, spooky. Skeleton. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all real soon. <laughs>